Yes, sir. Welcome to the Meta Business Show. And this your host, Meta Marvin, a.k.a. Funded CEO. You already know, guys, we tapping in. We tapping into the world of business, funding, crypto, and the NFTs. You already know, man, we bringing on some celebrity guests, them business moguls and bosses, to open up your mind and some doors. So follow us on all social media platforms. Man, you know I love giving up that mental gas. So hit me up on IG, MetaMarvin72. And all these events coming through, UCG events. Peace. Got my x-ray light right behind me, brother. There you go. I see good, it. I see I'm it. Honey, brother. <laughs> That's what's up, man. It does. So elated to have you on the show, man. Welcome to the Meta Biz Show, guys. We're definitely talking about a lot of different things that definitely comes with mental empowerment. I'm Meta Marvin. I'm, uh, you know, I associate myself in a lot of different sectors here in the Carolinas. I run a, a financial technology non-depository bank. The first one has ever been put into the Carolinas. I'm definitely into financial endeavors. I teach financial literacy. I have a nonprofit, which is called Wisdom Foundation. I also have a doctorate degree as well in metaphysics. Also, and I teach spiritual economics. Um, and I do that from not from a material standpoint. I try to talk people about our mind, a lot of things that's affecting us, guys. And these are the times when we have to really make sure that we're taking care of our spirit, our mind, um, and everything that really um, that really dictates of how we react to things, you know. And that's really spilling out in our community right now. It's spilling out in so many different aspects of how we're really being able to. Uh, you know, to, to to get through things about how our awareness is and the things that we're really paying attention to. So I have a special guest today, guys, and uh, his name is uh, Kendall J. Jasper, Ph.D., and uh, he's the owner of Jasper Psychological Services, PLLC, and the clinical director of ARJ Incorporated. And this brother, he is, he's been rolling, man. He, you know, he has a really interesting uh, background. Uh, Jasper has been practicing psychologist for over 15 years. He holds a PhD MA in clinical psychology from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. He received a BA in psychology from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Dr. Jasper's experience includes community mental health, psychiatric inpatient settings, sports psychology, program development, implementation, training, consulting for various groups span from the community agents, employees to educators to incorporate leadership. He has provided treatment to individuals, families, couples, groups from various rural and urban populations, substitutes treatment for adolescents and adults, anger management, behavior management training for children, adolescents, adults, families, individuals, athletes, teams. The most recent endeavors incorporate ongoing interview series with Ebony Mind, Body and Soul, public speaking, syndicated rev, uh, radio appearances, TV appearances. He's embracing advances in technology and using digital age to provide services in the form of teletherapy and services for companies which include, not limited, NBA, NFL, Nike, Essence, TikTok, Harvard University, wow, uh, College of Charleston, United Healthcare Group, 
uh, Smart Water, Orleans Parish School System, Tulane University. And these platforms have provided an opportunity to provide general health tips and strategies for addressing mental health, human behavior into a wider audience. Wow. You've been busy, brother. <laughs> Listen, man, when, you're, when you're a black man, you can't afford to just sit down, brother. You gotta nah, nah man. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, we can't, man. God is using us, brother. Nah, and I, I'm elated, man. Like, again, I'm excited to hear, uh, uh, you know, some feedback from you about a lot of things that's really relevant in our community, man. Well, in the world um, in that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I just want to jump in first, man, because I'm going to tell you that uh, it's so interesting. You know, and God is really, it's, the universe is really, it's interesting. I'm just going to put that word out there. Okay. Um, I was talking to a brother of mine. Uh, he's a real good, fr- close friend of mine. And he knew you. And I'm like, okay, I'm about to have a brother on the show. Okay. And then I knew, then I also knew his nephew, Rashawn. Yeah. And so, Troy Veal. Yeah, Troy. Troy's one of my frat brothers, man. Troy is. Uh, oh man, come Troy's on. Troy's my man. guy, man. Troy and I have known each other since uh, 1994. Wow, bro. Yeah, That's I, my I, dude, Troy man. pledged in the spring at Livingstone. I pledged in the fall at UNC Charlotte, and uh, yeah. Troy and I have uh, known each other since '94. Troy and I have done a lot of business together. We were in ownership together for a while. Um, you know, Troy's my guy, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he's also very, very highly of you, man. And uh, you know, Rashawn is out of the country right now, and he was just, he was just talking about, uh, you know, you had really been, uh, you know, of course, in the in the in the middle of all the mental health and you know a lot of things that you brought to the table, man. And I was just in San Diego at a Magnify Your Wealth conference with okay. Troy. Last week we were in San Diego together, okay. and uh, yeah, he's he's got the laboratories going, and he's really done a lot of amazing things doing COVID as well. So yeah, I, mean, I just thought that was really interesting, man. You know, uh, so that that's great, man. So let's jump into it. So, I mean, I just want to just be authentic. You know what? You know, Jasper, how did this thing happen, man? What made you really knew that this this was something that you had to really get into? Not so much from a business standpoint, but it feels like this has just been a part of your life, brother. You know, right? authentically, I'll say that I didn't. Right? I mean, oh, okay. I, I um, you know, I come from a family that that has always had a strong emphasis on serving, serving mm-hmm. the community. Um, you know, strong, you know, family roots on my mother and father's side. Mm-hmm. Right, and I watched my mother and father for a very long time give of themselves to other people. Family, friends, people who weren't friends, you know, our community uh, in East New York, Brooklyn, where I spent most of my life until I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I had a, a very strong athletic prowess. Mm-hmm. Started with football, ended with basketball and baseball, and uh, mm-hmm. ultimately ended with basketball because I played basketball at UNC Charlotte. Oh, okay. Um, so mm-hmm. I... You know, I thought I was going to be a pro for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I thought I was going to be a pro for a long time. And, you know, I didn't choose my major. <laughs> my major was, was chosen by uh, the the secretary of the basketball team. Mm-hmm. The day I had to declare major so I wouldn't be ineligible. She chose mm-hmm. psychology for me. 
And, uh, you know, I did always tell my mother I would be a doctor or a lawyer. And, mm -hmm. you know, after getting my degree in psychology and flirting with pro basketball and mm -hmm. really not liking my options, I decided mm -hmm. to go back to school. And I realized that I was I was I wanted to take a route or, or a road that was less traveled. And, yeah. you know, I don't know too many African-American male licensed clinical psychologists at right. all. I've only, oh, yeah. met, I've only met two in my entire life. Mm -hmm. like, Very rare. Yeah. So that was the route I chose. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a blessing to be honest with you, man. It, it couldn't be more gratifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It couldn't be more gratifying. Well, yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you, you're in a space, man. You know, my daughter, she is on behavioral science. She went to um, East Carolina and she's going for her doctorate now. And she's just, I think she's working for, you know, for practice or something um, under her master's right now. But uh, it, 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 I mean, I just just based on with with her being just involved in this space, man, it's just it's just been so, um, you know, it's been amazing to me just being a black man and just being understanding of not so much of what we went through, man, but it's just the awareness of how this thing is really plays a big part and a big role in our life. And it's like, we're mm -hmm. just on autopilot. We're not even really looking at it from that route, but man. So, I, I mean, I just, I, you know, I had a few things of course in front of me, man, some tips and things that we wanted to talk about. So, I mean, I know, uh, you know, Dr. Jasper, I was in the military. I've seen professional help mentally. You know, I was um, definitely right now um, from a PTSD. I, I was in, um, Desert Storm. Um, mm -hmm. I've taken a lot of things, and so um, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a catalyst of this whole thing. PTSD, anxiety. You know, I wake up sometimes and sweat. So you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a disabled vet myself, brother. So this is what's really inspiring to me for brothers to for you to step up, man, and uh, and really come with solutions and and really put your energy into this space, man. So. Where are the, the signs? I mean, what do we look for? You know, I know sometimes they always take us back to what happened to us, whether it was a child or what mm -hmm. are some of the symptoms, uh, you know, Dr. Jasper, that you sort of look for? Where does this thing starts when you have someone in front of you and, you know, about just getting a little bit more better of an idea of where someone is in their mental space? Well, it, it, I mean, some of it, it depends. So obviously you start off with what's called sort of a routine, sort of mental status exam. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that someone's connected with you in the here and now, right? They're oriented to person, place, time, situation, mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of give you a, a small caption of that. Obviously, you know, if someone's sitting across from me, I want to make sure that they understand who they're seeing, maybe the reason for their visit, simple mm -hmm. things like, do you know what day of the week it is? Right. What time of the day it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what what exactly is going on. And and that's just routine for everybody. Right. And that doesn't necessarily suggest that I believe that the person sitting across from me is, you know, not engaged or having some thought related issues. Mm -hmm. What we typically call like schizophrenia or, or some form of thought disorder spectrum issue issue. But um, that's where it usually begins. And then as people start to tell you their story and why they're there, then it helps you to navigate where to go next. Because not everybody that sits across from me may be depressed. Right. Mm -hmm. Not everybody that sits across from me may be anxious. Mm -hmm. Right mm -hmm. now, more often than not, 
depression and anxiety and and it being clinically diagnosed Mm. are the at the top of the the hill in terms of you know you have more incidents of people being depressed and anxious more than any other mental health disorder across mm-hmm. the country so um you know it, it really just depends on how they present you know I'm, I'm the type that i don't like to really really read someone's information before they sit in front of me because I don't want to have any perceptions or preconceived notions about who this person may be. Interesting. Yeah. I I want to be able to see it in real time Mm -hmm. and and let that guide Mm -hmm. the direction in which I move. And then after we're done, you know, reconcile all of this information before I make a determination. Mm -hmm. And and I want it to be a very natural and organic and authentic process. Mm -hmm. You know, and and of course, in some situations, you have to do if, if I'm dealing with someone who is, you know, has some suicide or homicidal risk, then then obviously I want to read up on them yeah. in preparation for something that may be crisis related. But if it's a routine situation, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I, I just like to say, hey, let's sit down, let's have a conversation, because a lot of it is about rapport building and relationships anyway. Mm-hmm. It is. It you is. Know, I want to make you feel comfortable enough to share. Yeah, right. Right. You know, and then right. comfortable enough that I may have to make some may make some tough statements to you and you not get offended by. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely I get that. I, I feel that energy from you, brother. I mean, you know, just, you know, first me and you definitely just initially definitely just meeting via doing this interview. But uh, just being authentic and, be, you know, just sense of being real, bro. And uh, I really be. appreciate that, man. Like, I have you to know, be. like. I feel like, hey, I, let me be vulnerable. Let me get a sit down with this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he me, you know what I'm saying? Because, hey, you know, I need it. You know yeah. what I mean? Let, let me just say this, though. If if we were talking about somebody that was depressed or anxious, yeah, usually you're paying attention to, you know, levels of irritability, sleep patterns, eating patterns, you know, what, what sense they have of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, if they're having some hopeless or worthlessness feelings, mm-hmm. Um how is it impacting their everyday functioning? You know, family, if they have one, work, school, mm-hmm. um, socially. So those are some of the things that you're looking for and paying attention to. So yeah. I did okay, if this person is experiencing these things more often than not, and it's been going on for more than three or four weeks, then yeah. we're dealing with someone who probably can afford some form of a mood disorder diagnosis. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's really just on the sort of the depression and anxiety side, but I wanted to leave you at least with some symptoms. Yes. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, we're talking about the kids, man. And so, you know, um, well, it's all right, man. Look, I'm going to jump in. Uh, Kendall, right? We'll it's, go Kendall, it's, all, it's Kendall. It's all good, brother. Kendall. Kendall. All right. Yeah, call me Kendall, man. It's all good, my brother. All right. Good, bro. Okay, all man. Right. Let's do it. Kendall, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, so, Check this out, man. So, you know, I'm I'm always looking. I, I don't really look at like the news the way other people look at it. I'm seeing what's going on out here, though, man. There's a lot of craziness going on, and it's been going on. The shootings and all the stuff that's going on all over the country, man. What what, what do you see? This sort of plays a part, man, when it comes to this mental health. Like, you know, these people. I mean, of course, we've heard about it in the past, but it's like it's just happening, like every week now, you know, um, what is your feedback on this, man, when it comes from the mental health aspect about about that? My feedback on it is, you know, I I have on my sweatshirt says I hate hate. 
right? Mm. And I want to be specific. I have several interviews today, including yours, um, because I want to address hate and pain, mm. right? I think that it originates from a place, place of pain, yeah. right? Um, you know, unless you're justified in, in actions of harming another person to defend yourself, yeah, right? There's no cause of justification to, to harm someone. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It has to be born out of some form of, of pain. And that's not mm-hmm. making excuse for anyone. But I think that you have pain, you have agendas, coupled with lack of resources, not proper resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is where we, we end up. The, the reality is that there has to be a much more concerted effort to address mental health and wellness in this country, Uh period. Uh And it needs to be at the forefront of everything we do. And what I'll say is that in the same way we teach kids mathematics, science, history, English, Uh we need wellness (laughs) as part of that curriculum every day. Yeah. we we I think people think that because there's so there's so much fear and concern about you know playing with people's minds so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's not really what we're here to do. What we're here to do is is in the same way we talk about decisions and choices and physical education. Mm-hmm. Talk about the mental aspects of being appropriate managing stress, right? Socially, how to get along well with others. Yeah, right. How to express yourself in appropriate ways. That's real. How to talk about the way that you feel. That's real. Mm -hmm. You know, but, and again, some of that is about political agendas, and I'm not here to to talk about politics. Hey, yeah. Hey, but you hey, you can open up on this show, man, because I just had a conversation on the way in about it. In a way. Yeah. Right about what our core issues are. You know, from from the ground up, if we're building a foundation, right? We we don't for for human beings, we don't build our foundation. We don't start with your feet. We start with your brain and the mechanism of your brain, mm-hmm. right? Because your, your brain, whether you feel like it's a decision to be made or not, right? There was a a thought and a decision made. In, in in almost the speed of a light second to engage in an activity and a behavior. And I think people don't understand that. That's interesting. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it, it, you, you just put your hand on your face. Yep. Your brain had to send a signal to your arm and your hand to put it on your face. Yep. Whether you thought about it or not, it happened that fast. That is. It's true. Mm-hmm. So how are we not addressing and managing those things? Right. Then maybe just maybe kids that are getting bullied are able to talk about it in an open form. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe just maybe they build a connection with people in school before they are out of school that they can talk to in a way that they can't talk to individuals in their home. Yeah. We've opened that up as as part of this process and that curriculum and the things that we need to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. So. When it goes back to just us as a people, though, um, you know, I mean, we, you know, I, I, I you know, a lot of times we was, ah, oh, Marv, you know, it's not about race conscious things of that sort, but it's just, I guess, our perspective of 
we just use it, you know, the 400 years and things that we've experienced and things like that. Um, can we just bear witness on just what you feel, what that's just done to us as a people? And how do you see it, brother? Because I know you, 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 to me, of course, you come off of brother that you've looked at, you know, our community, you looked at the world as a whole, but what you think just us as black people, man, um, you know, what's going on, you know, people say generational curses, but a lot of that is just, it's just the mental health, um, mental abuse. Um, and then we doing it to ourselves sometimes, you know, um, I was just at a funeral yesterday, man. And it was just like, oh man, your dad was crazy. Yeah, boy, you crazy. Just like, and I, I'm just listening to it. And just being a, you know, being a part of the family, but I can just see just the way we talk to each other, you know. Um, how do you think it's just, just like a, a, it's just like a certain, we're just like, I don't know, we're just like really just like numb to what's going on in our lives, in our communities. Um, and I guess with your, with, with your education, man, and your experience, how do you just, bring that all into, you know, perspective um, when you're talking to our community in a whole. Well, I mean, that's loaded, brother. We could talk, we yeah. could talk for, <laughs> for, for two straight weeks about that, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've I've written some about the psychology of racism, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that it it, it becomes a very easy target but it actually is the target Mm. because a lot of what we experience here in this country has been born out of concept of racism and then the activation of it. Mm -hmm. So we, we can't understate it enough on how it impacts every fiber of who we are, how we view ourselves, how we manage ourselves, our access to resources, health disparities, educational disparities, uh, legal disparities, and the list goes on. Right. So where does that all originate? That all originates from a place of us not being considered number one to be even human beings, three-fifths of a human being. That was There you go. Right? It also exists in a place where Marketing, propaganda, messaging has all been about the fact that you are less than another person. Mm. Whether we believe it to be true in 2022 or not, right? Some of that has been ingrained in the subconscious of people who look around and identify and know that we're the only group of people that have been enslaved on this soil. Mm hmm. With sometimes a lack of acknowledgement of the impact that it's had on us. Yeah. So what does that what does that teach us to do and be? It teaches us to be resilient in a way that sometimes suggests that you can't afford to talk about that or bring it up. Yeah. Because they don't care and it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. You have to in- achieve in spite of. In spite of, mm-hmm. you have yep. to feel isolation. Mm. You have to take, you know, you you have to turn the other cheek. You got to take the high road in the face of certain things that you know aren't correct because you're after something greater 
for you and your family. Mm. But you take all of that and then where do you put it? Who do you talk to about it? Right. right? You go home and you talk to your family. I don't know if you have mental health professionals in your family. You talk to your bishop, mm-hmm. talk to your homeboys, right? But you're not right. talking to a professional that you really can have an objective conversation with about how this has made you feel and the level of impact that it's had on you, right? Yeah. You, you know, and that's why it's important for us to be able to be in a position to better manage and, and work on healing us in yeah. that respect because we all share in that experience. Mm-hmm. My brother, you know, there's there's some unwritten here, even on this video call that you and I understand from a simple head nod, right? Yeah. Or a look, or like, I, I know what that means. That nonverbal yeah. communication, I understand what it means. That colloquialism that we use, we understand what that means. Yeah. And, you know, we, we'd be remiss if, if we don't talk about it. You know, man, you, how many people do you have to be in a day, Brother Marvin? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, when you're around your black friends, you 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 Marvin or Marv or whatever your nickname is. Yep. When you get around white folks, you know, you're Marvin Wilson. How you doing? Yeah, play yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That has an impact on you. Yeah. That it does, man. That's interesting. God, wow. I've never, I've never had somebody to come at me like that. It's like, for me, it's like funding CEO. Madam Marvin is the spiritual. And then when I'm home, it's Tyrone because Tyrone was me in high school. That was the dude that was in the hood and never went to jail, but could have slipped on a banana. I'm the one that went to the military. You know, so mm-hmm. it just, it, it, you, you're right about that, man. That's interesting. So, so how does that not have an impact on you mentally, right? I'm, I'm code switching, I'm personality switching, I'm behavior switching, mm-hmm. right? I'm being very cautious about what I show because mm-hmm. others may not be prepared for the, the true cultural person that I am and how I express it. Mm-hmm. Right? It all lends itself to suppressing thoughts, yep. suppressing behaviors, suppressing opinions Mm -hmm. and sometimes putting you in a very passive state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell you, man, this is so interesting. And, you know, for me, man, it's like, uh, I'm going to be, I'll be 50 years old, um, July the 17th. So, and I'm looking at it, man. It's like, even when it comes to, um, um, uh, you know, brother, like when it comes to like our relationships and it's not even about like friendships, um, you know, like my spiritual mentor, he was like, you know, Marvin, you know, you know, I really want people to start not only it's not about the the love aspect about marriage and things like that, but we really need to start looking at getting into a healing modality, like looking, not seeking, but look for someone that you can be vulnerable with, like a healing partner. You know, I mean, wow, healing partner. He says, yeah, man, that's really what, you know, it it comes to people at different levels. But I think where I'm at with my maturity and, you know, what I've been through, that's really what I'm identifying my life with now. I'm like, I'm looking for being like more of being like on a healing partner. bro. You know, I, I would just say this, Brother Marvin, is I understand that, but I think that even that has to take on a perspective because you make yourself vulnerable to people doesn't always mean that even if they present themselves as a good healing partner, that they're going to do right by you. 
Mm. And you have to come to terms with the idea that you shared with this person. Mm-hmm. And it may or may not go the way that you expected or perceived it to go. And you have to be okay with that because you're okay with yourself. Because ultimately, when, when you're alone, it's you and your thoughts and no one else. So you have to be able to say, hey, I shared with this person because that's the decision that I made. What they chose to do with it was the decision that they made. Right. I can't take responsibility for what they decided to do. Mm-hmm. If I if I came and I did the part that I wanted and needed to do from an honest and 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 space of me feeling like this is what I needed to do for my own health. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. I, I think that and and maybe that's the approach that you take because then you you always rely on trusting yourself more than other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And being able to reconcile things based on choices and decisions that you make. And it doesn't mean you don't learn from them. Mm-hmm. Recognize and take ownership of it and yeah. then try not to beat yourself up for it. You understand what right. I'm saying? Because there's another person here who plays a role. And ultimately, they didn't have to do what they decided to do in the mm-hmm. circumstances, and you have to let them take accountability for that. Yeah. that that's, that's what I would say there. The, mm-hmm. the last thing I would say, brother, is this, right? And I'm gonna leave you with this. And we'll talk a little bit more about this Black experience. If I asked you, Mr. Marvin, where are you from? You would tell me what? I'm from uh, Salisbury, North Carolina. Okay, but where are you from? Where, 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 where's your homeland? Where exactly are your people? Where are you from, brother? Uh, I don't know. Bingo. Mm-hmm. How do we truly identify where we're going? How do right. we create connectivity with our ancestry and maybe the power of it? Mm-hmm. We don't even know where from where we originate. I would assume because of the pigment, my pigmentation, I'm from West Africa. Yeah. Right. I would assume that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you with 100 percent certain. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, How do I build a strong foundation and stand on solid footing if that's an important question that I can't answer from the very beginning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the journey and the process. And that has been strategic. Right. Yeah. So, we have yeah. to then establish that here. You, you understand? Yeah. 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 Get that foundation here. And that's what's most important. Hey, um, man. Hey, thank you, you all, man. Listen, man, you know, have an amazing weekend. Be careful. Memorial Day weekend. You know how that go. You do the same. <laughs> have a good one, yeah. my brother. Truly appreciate it, Marvin. Okay, man. You too, all brother. All right, all right, off. I'll holler. All, right. <laughs> all right, peace. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Meta Business Show. And this your host, Meta Marvin, a.k.a. Funded CEO. You already know, guys, we tapping in. We tapping into the world of business, funding, crypto, and the NFTs. You already know, man, we bringing on some celebrity guests, them business moguls and bosses to open up your mind and some doors. So follow us on all social media platforms. Man, you know I love giving up that mental gas. So hit me up on IG, MetaMarvin72. And all these events coming through, UCG events. Peace.